Welcome to the CLC Media Podcast Season 2. CLC Media was such a huge success last year that now we have students given allocated time to create content for our wonderful Catholic learning community. With all the changes that have happened over Term 1, we thought it would be fitting to have our first episode shine light on the theme of change. This episode will include a new array of young, talented hosts, Ethan, Isabella, Jotna, and Ella, ready to launch our 2021 season. Ethan will be speaking to our very own Mr. Pender about our new coaching initiative. Jotna and Ella explore the significant transition from year 6 to 7 and year 10 to 11. And finally, Isabella takes us home with an interview with our kindergarten faculty. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, so today I'm here with Mr. Pender. You may recognize him from our Humans of CLC project we did of him on our Instagram page. You, you can find it on our Instagram at clcstanhope23. We did a project on Mr. Pender and now we've got him back in the CLC media chair and we're talking about coaching this time. So before we start speaking about coaching, I just want to ask... How are you, sir? How have you found 2021 so far? And give us a fun fact about yourself. Hi, Ethan. Uh, so, obviously, my name is Mr. Pender. Uh, in this school, I am the, I'm an English hizzy teacher as well as the Roncalli House patron, which has been really exciting. I've taken on that role just this year. And this year started off really amazing for me. Uh, I got to, this is my first year teaching senior English, which has been a really exciting challenge and kind of getting to see the journey continue and come to an end for uh, the older students in our school has been really exciting. In terms of a fun fact for myself, uh, my, one of my favourite hobbies is canyoning, which is essentially uh, I go abseiling down waterfalls, I go through um, various unknown uh, natural environments, which has been really, really exciting, really fun to get back into that uh, during this season. Interesting. So um, this is, the college has implemented this year, we started it last year, but we've implemented this year, the one-on-one coaching program where every student has a coach and every coach has around 15 students. As a coach and a teacher, how have you found the coaching process so far? I have found the coaching process really rewarding and really, really great because I think it gives an opportunity where with our school as we do open space learning where you have uh, multiple teachers with you know, over 100 students at a time, the coaching process really enables teachers to have a one-on-one interaction with students and a dedicated time for that one-on-one interaction. And the whole purpose of that coaching time is to help students with their learning, to help them establish learning goals, to help them with their well-being. And the teacher itself gets to act as a mediator between students and various subject areas, also giving connection with parents, so there's community engagement. And I think one of the best things about the coaching process is that as a coach, it's actually about giving students ownership of their learning and giving them a voice. Because if you look at sport, uh, since I play soccer with sport, as a coach, you don't play, but you come to training. And as a coach, you help train, you give tactics, you give strategies, and it's about the empowerment of the students. So I find that coaching is empowering for students of all ages, from year seven through 12, and I'm a year eight coach. And it's been really rewarding seeing year eight students apply themselves and actually start to think about where do I want to go? How do I want to succeed? What's my uh, progress throughout a term? Okay. So I've had a few discussions with my coach about quite a few different subject areas, about my learning in English and mathematics, about what subjects I want to take next year. I found that the time's a little restrained. Um, I wish I had more time to speak with my coach. But what do, you, what do you think? Do you think that there's enough time for coaching? 
I think that one of the beautiful things about coaching is that it's used intentionally. And so whilst, yes, we, we would always love to have more time with our teachers and you'd always love to have more one-on-one -on -one time, the beautiful thing about coaching is that it's about voice and it's about the students developing their voice. And I think something that's really quite amazing, Ethan, is that you and I had a conversation the other day about your career path and where you wanted to go, but I'm not your coach. And so I think the beautiful things about coaching is that it actually empowers students to have conversations with teachers. Yeah. And it gives them a voice to actually talk to their teachers beyond just my growth and my learning. And so in regards to time, I think the allocation of time for coaching is quite good because it's intentional and it's purposeful and it's actually about student ownership and students becoming comfortable with expressing themselves and their thoughts, not just to their coach, but across to many teachers. So whilst, yes, we can talk about always wanting more time because who doesn't want more time? I think one of the best things about it is that it's about student ownership. I agree. And I have found around the college that I do speak to teachers more often about things not just relating to that schoolwork. I'll speak to them about general in the future and what ifs for my goals and how I can improve in that subject. Because now in last year, we've created a space where we can actually speak and communicate and get ideas across to our teachers. And I think that's really good. So, sir, our final question, um, this is not as directly relating to coaching, but what to you makes a beautiful day here at Stanhope? I think one of the most... Uh, beautiful things about my day is actually getting to work with Mr. Magsino every day in the English faculty. Uh, that's been just an awesome thing because I love working with colleagues who challenge me, uh, who inspire me, who push me to be better. But also I love working with students who also inspire me and challenge me. And it's really cool because I get to look around and I'm seeing students who uh, I get to engage with and it's amazing to see them have their light bulb moments. And obviously working with you, Ethan Zammett, is also one of the greatest joys available in education. Is it true, sir? You are the godfather of the Zammets. <laughs> uh, that is correct. I am the godfather of all the Zammets as I teach the three Zammets in high school. It has to be uh, a very rewarding moment every time I get to teach a Zammet. Such a great family, a uh, real integral part of our, colleague, uh, our college and our community. And I think that's just fantastic that coming back to coaching, coming back to what makes a beautiful day is uh, just the fact that we're a community and we're a Catholic learning community and that's what we're about this school and the school is making such great uh, steps and processes to enable that to happen, not just thinking about the classroom but thinking about life and thinking about uh, the journey that we're all on and the fact that we're all people. And so I think it's really beautiful that we are a Catholic learning community and that's what makes Stanhope a beautiful day every day. Lovely. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Hi guys, welcome back to this segment of the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Jotsna. And today is really special because we've got a student from year six and who's now in year seven, Gemma. Hi. And we've got a student who was in year 10 and now is in year 11, Hayden. Hi, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. No worries. So I, d I need to ask you guys a really important question. So you've obviously both faced really important transitions in high school. So how's that been for you? Um, well, for me, obviously, the jump from year 10 to 11 was big. And at the start, it was very stressful. Yeah, but once you really get sorted and you know what subject you're doing and you're confident, you know, your classes, your teachers, it actually gets a lot easier to uh, understand what you're doing. And it, it gets less stressful. So do you feel like anything's changed in particular? 
Um, probably the workload. There's a lot more pre-work than homework and there's different expectations that you don't get as much in year 10, but they're, they're manageable and they're good. Yeah. What about you, Gemma? How has the change from year six to year seven been? Well, the change from year six to year seven was definitely a big change. Like from how many different classes you have to get to and the pre-work and homework. It's a big change, but I'm getting used to it. It is a big change, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking earlier and you said you came from a different primary school. So how has it been coming to a completely different high school? Well, coming to a complete different high school was definitely hard at the beginning with some people that I didn't even know and all the classes I needed to get to and I was getting really confused, but I'm all right now. That's good. So Hayden, what subjects are you taking this year now that you can choose all of your subjects? Hopefully I don't forget any of them. I'm doing drama, uh, modern history. I'm doing advanced English. Mr. Maxino's waving at me through the window. He's very happy about that. Uh, I'm doing drama, modern history, advanced English, standard maths. I'm doing studying, uh, studying culture studies of, and studies of religion one, which cool. I'll finish this year because I did accelerated. Gemma, you've changed subjects as well through the transition. Do you have a new favourite subject? Uh, well, I have actually have two favourite subjects and that is English and science. Why are those your favourite subjects? Because in science, I feel we can just experiment and try lots of new different things. And in English, I feel like you can be yourself in your writing and you can get feedback, which really helps. That's a really good description of both of those subjects. They are both, or at least used to be, my favourite subjects as well. Oh. Oh. Ella. Ella. (laughs) So how do you feel that homework has impacted you guys? Uh, well, homework for me, uh, obviously, it's more so pre-work. So you do the first uh, bit of the lesson before you come into class. And I know that's been implemented across the uh, whole college, but generally it's been more on year 11 and 12, um, which is good. There's just different due dates and it's everyone's still working to figure out what to do, when to set it, how much to set. And so it's kind of fluctuating, but it's, it's good so far. So what advice would you give to grades who aren't doing as much flip work or pre-work as you're doing now? Just try and manage your time better, but enjoy yourself. Don't worry too much because it's, uh, look at it now, it's hard, but once you get to year 11, you look back and go, oh my God, year seven is so easy. So just enjoy (laughs) yourself, but also make sure you manage your time. Yeah, that sounds like really good advice. Gemma, do you have a lot of schoolwork as well? Well, I have quite a bit of homework, but I guess that's just work that I haven't finished in class. So I get it. It's fair. Cool. So what are you guys looking forward to the most for the rest of this year? Um, I'm probably looking forward to just having fun this year. And, you know, it's first year back after hopefully there's no COVID this year. So uh, hopefully it'll be much better. Gemma? Um, I'm excited for the film festival that's coming up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So Hayden, do you want to tell us a little bit about the film festival? Yes, so thank you Gemma. Um, I am the Year 11 Arts Leader this year and so one of the initiatives that the Arts Leaders came up with is a film festival. So last year during COVID there was an international film festival. So this year it's going to run again. So um, students can submit a two minute video with their friends or individually. They'll submit it uh, at the start of uh, 1st of May. Then the best ones from that submission will be taken on to the, uh, our school's film festival on the 7th of May, where we'll all get to watch, probably in a period, like a lap or assembly, we'll all get to watch all the films and vote on them. And the best ones from there will go on to the international competition where they'll be judged by a great calibre of judges. Very excited. That sounds awesome. Dotsana, maybe you and I should 
discuss entering the film festival. Yeah, that would be really fun. I'm also going to join the f- film festival as well. Oh, are you? What are you, you going to do in it? Well, me and my friend are planning to do Expectations versus Reality one, so it's going to be pretty fun. Wow. Wow. I'm very excited. Thank you, Gemma. Me too. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Not a problem. That's Thanks all right. for having Hopefully us. Hopefully you can come Beyonce. back again soon. <laughs> and maybe then we can discuss a bit more about the film festival and the yeah. finished results. Definitely. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. We at CLC Media hold ourselves to a high technical standard and always want to produce the most professional finish for our podcast. But guess what? Sometimes things go a little wrong. Please forgive the audio from one of the microphones that just decided to not play ball on the day. The segment was too good to cut out just because of a simple technical glitch, so please enjoy Isabella Calipari's interview with the kindy teachers. Hi, I'm Mrs. Sultana and I teach Kinder Red. Hi, I'm Miss Kallak and I teach Kinder Silver. Hi, I'm Miss Newman and I teach Kinder Navy. Hello, I'm Mr. Kagan and I teach Kinder Gold. The same colours as when I was in kindergarten. That is absolutely amazing. They haven't changed one bit. So for you teachers, how do you get the students engaged in their learning? Is there any magical skills that you use? Well, because they're so young and they're all coming from preschool and daycare and uh, different um, kindergartens, we use a lot of music, a lot of stories, a lot of picture books, a lot of hand actions, rhymes, and a whole lot of other things to engage them. So they like short, sharp things to, because they, you know, their concentration span is quite small. So we use those in between our lessons. Can you explain the concept of short, sharp? So we don't have, so we don't have uh, really long lessons where we talk to them for a long time. We just uh, give them one step instructions and then um, they go and follow it or um, we talk to them for a little bit and then show them a video or we do some hand actions or we get them to repeat what we just said and um, just call and repeat a lot of those things. I know for me in kindergarten and a lot of us from the CLC kindergarten, we got engaged with sitting on a mat and singing the ants and the apple song, which is like the ABCs. But when I was in kindergarten, I was very engaged. I thought I knew it all. I was not the best student, but it took a while and I finally got there. And it's amazing that still those same values you kindergarten teachers have from when I was in kindergarten. So that is amazing. So teaching this new kindergarten cohort, how has your experience been in 2021? Well, this year we found that the children have come in at all kinds of ranges and abilities. So we try and cater for all of them the best way we can. So we offer a variety of activities during literacy and numeracy, um, hoping to engage them at their their level of um, skill. Um, also, we found that um, after last year's experience with the um, COVID and home learning and revisiting um, the schooling when they came back, we are more adaptable this year. We find that we can quickly adapt to new activities um, when we need to. That would have been really hard for your teachers in COVID. Kindergarten is such a crazy grade to teach because, like you said, they're coming from daycare, no daycare, preschool. 
did your teaching get impacted this year based on COVID? Um, just to add on to what Mrs Sultana mentioned, I think it's also been challenging for both the students and the parents as well, um, you know, having the restrictions still in place, not being able to come and see the classroom, you know, see their child's work. So I think that's been a little bit of a challenge as well um, for everyone, you know, the teachers, the students and the parents. Yeah, my neighbour is actually in kindergarten this year. And even though COVID, we're in the ease, we're still back at school, it's very hard for parents to adapt mm -hmm. to that learning for Google Classroom, for Gmail. Not every parent, every student knows how to use it. So I think it's also the technology. Has that come to play in kindergarten too? Do you use a lot of technology mm. now? Technology mm. is huge. We use technology throughout the day from our sight words, sounds. We use it for our songs, any activity we do. But for home learning, it was really tricky because we had to make videos of ourselves teaching. So instead of just teaching to the kids, it was teaching to a screen and then presenting that to parents, which was completely new for them as well. Um, it's been a really interesting experience. And the last question is mainly based for the parents. But your advice as kindergarten teachers, what advice would you give parents of kindergarten students? Could they do anything that helps the kids learning? I think the biggest thing that parents can do is just to read, read, read. Read to your child, let them read to you, read together, expose them to lots of life experiences at the shops, when they're out in the park, when they're on the train or on the metro, just exposing them to things naturally. Um, pointing out letters of the alphabet, doing lots of counting when they're out and about. Uh, those things really support what happens in the classroom. Yeah, just being pro proactive um, in the community. Making and them aware of their surroundings. Yes. Do you guys have same library time? You go to the library, you sit down on the mat, do you read stories? Or has that changed? Oh, look, no. the, the week is so full on. You know, we have a schedule to keep to a timetable. Um, and it's really hard sometimes to find that time just to be spontaneous and sit down and talk about the weekend because um, we have a lot of content to get through. So, you know, we have sport, we have library time, we go to library on Fridays. The students love visiting Mrs Gannon in the library. We get out and about on the new playground that's been painted. So there's a great circuit that's been painted at the lower cola. So they enjoy doing that challenge. So you teachers, some are brand new, some have had older grades. What has it been like teaching a younger grade coming from either a new school or teaching higher grades? Um, I think it's every year it's a challenge. Um, there's a new cohort and I guess you have to have that ability to change and adapt yourself to their learning needs and I think that's really, really important. Um, and just, yeah, catering for differences and making an inclusive environment is really important. Um, sometimes I think um, the, ki the students know something and then they don't know something, so it's made my instructions a lot clearer because the simple task of gluing something in is um, a challenge. really challenging for some of them. <laughs> so, so a lot I of modelling. Model. Yeah. Yes. A lot of modelling and instructions that are repeated and talking slowly so that they really understand every instruction mm. that we give them. And asking a lot of open-ended questions just to understand 
their understanding. That's really, really important. Yeah, some of them come in with um, little to no experience of even going to the beach or um, going to uh, park. different parks. Yeah, The so library. They can't know, talk about what they don't know. Yeah, exactly. I feel like with kindergarten, a lot of visual mm. learning is the best than just saying to them, go do this, go do that. It doesn't go into their brain as well. Is there any exciting things in kindergarten that is coming up that you either want to tease or you're excited about? So the best thing we do this term is the Easter hat parade. So the parents and kids work together to make creative Easter hats and then we parade around the school uh, and have the other grades watch the kids. what I love in kindy is our excursions. So we love to go to the farm and the kids get to pat all the animals and uh, spend a day at the farm. Hopefully we can do that this year. And we have a chicken hatching program. So we have baby chicks in the classroom that the kids will look after and feed and clean and play with each day. So that will happen in term three. I don't think I got a chicken hatching thing in kindergarten, so that's really good that uh, the students get to learn about responsibility and how to look after pets because some kids don't have pets at home. So this is a great way for kids to learn responsibility of how to take care of things. And also the Easter hat parade, I remember just getting full on with it. I'd sit there for hours watching Easter movies, making a hat. Knowing me and my family, it'd be last minute, so we'd have to, like, scratch something up. But I somehow came out with an award. In Most six. years. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, with mum's help, it wouldn't just be me making it. I think dad in year six made the Cadbury egg. I didn't do anything. Um, I think I just printed the sign out. They did the rest. Well, thank you so much, teachers, for having us on the podcast We absolutely love you and we love the work you're doing for kindergarten students. And we hope to see you guys next time on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to the CLC Media Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our hosts and guests for sharing with us today what it means to them to be a part of CLC. For more content, head over to Facebook, YouTube and Instagram and search CLC Stanhope. And you can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on the CLC Media Podcast.